It's the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach, episode number 59, October 2007. I was in London for a few days and got to speak with some local Rubyists, including Rob McKinnon, who's working on an interesting site called They Work For You. So, Jeffrey Grossenbach here in London with Rob McKinnon, who's done some interesting things with government websites all around the world. That's right. Um, I moved to London uh, about two and a half years ago and was inspired by some developer activists here who've been doing a number of websites. And one of them was called theyworkforyou.com, which covers the UK Parliament. Uh, but it helps you actually find out what your representative is voting on and how they voted. And I was quite inspired by this um, and wanted to do something to cover my home country, New Zealand. Uh, they were using a mix of Perl, PHP and Python. And their code base is open source, but it looked like a, a, <laughs> a b- bit more than I could take on at the time. So I, I started a Ruby on Rails site. Uh, so mine is the same name, theyworkforyou.co.nz. And it lets you find out what's going on in the New Zealand Parliament and... Um, it's a work in progress, but it's interesting. And what does it show? You can see who voted, what they voted on, how frequently, even other commentary. Yeah, and I'm trying to put more focus on the issues rather than the members of the parliament. Uh, so one thing that I showed you earlier tonight was um, a use of the Sparklines helper. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, showing... Um, questions to the to each minister and uh, the frequency of the questions over time. So you could quickly at a glance uh, look at this index and see that um, if a particular minister was having more questions asked to them this month compared to another month. And um, it's, it sort of gives you that quick overview of what's going on that um, just wasn't possible before. Now... You started this just as kind of a personal thing, but it ended up being fairly influential. Well, um, they started redesigning their site. Yeah, they, they were inadvertently publishing some metadata as CSS class names, and I found out earlier this year that they were doing a redesign, and this CSS class name um, metadata was going to disappear. And I sort of did a online campaign uh, saying that it was actually quite useful and the public sort of had a right to, uh, to this data and that my spark lines were going to f- flatline if, uh, if, they d- if they didn't continue to publish this. And I don't know if it was me, but when the new site finally launched, they actually have retained this CSS class um, name semantic metadata, which has been really good. And they've even assigned me a technical contact at the New Zealand Parliament now um, but just to sort of if I have any further problems um, there's someone for me to, to keep in touch with That's awesome, I mean you see people out on the streets trying to get signatures you think of politics happening that way but uh, here it's happening online even from halfway across the world Yeah and the next uh, set of features I'm going to launch are social features, so you're going to be able to have a user account say what you're tracking and then see what other people are tracking and I've also they, the, the the official side is now publishing which companies and people are making submissions on bills. So you're going to be able to track companies and what they're doing uh, related to their parliament activity. So the game is is it's a whole new game, and I think Ruby on Rails 
being such a easy platform to develop like, rich domain uh, specific applications in has just made um, a whole new world of possibilities available to just one one developer on his weekends. Have you received any objections or uh, hostility toward that, or has it been mostly positive? Well, the Parliament, so the official technical side of Parliament ignored me for about a year. <laughs> But now I think they've realized that this isn't going away and it's maybe better to have me as a uh, sort of a, uh, an ally or, a, or so, not an ally, but a, a sort of a, a, a partner in what's in the data that's being published because I'm able to do new things with the data. And I've spoken to a number of members of parliament in New Zealand when I was there earlier this year. And most of them were quite positive about it because anything that makes what they do look important it's yep. obviously good for them, you know. So, <laughs> now, what, what did you think of it, Jeffrey? I showed it to you. What did you think? I was impressed. I mean, it was very simple and very clean, and yet you were able to uh, see actual conversations, paragraphs of things that each of the ministers had said, and and it was just very straightforward. I think that's the way, way it should be. It seems like a lot often. It feels like the purpose of politics is to obfuscate things and make it all so confusing, and yet uh, putting it there, clean, simple, what people need. Yeah, and that's exactly the aim I have with this website, is actually to, to lower the amount of time it takes someone who might be interested just to get to the bits they're interested in. So if you're a professional in the health sector, you're probably interested in what they've said related to the health portfolio. Um, so you should be able to get there in two clicks. It shouldn't take you a long amount of time to get to those little bits you're interested in. And I'm hoping that will actually increase participation if you can find those parts that you're interested in. And you're not trying to push a certain agenda. You're just oh, pulling yeah, the data. Oh, of course I am. It's, oh, you are pushing it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. You're going to go for prime minister. No. Um, <laughs> I really wanted to promote free open source software and the use of free open source software by government and parliament. And I realize now that the best way to do that is actually to, to use it and, show, and get them to use it. If they're using a website or application that's built on free open source software... The next time there's an issue related to that that goes, um, you know, across across Parliament, they'll have a better understanding of, of what that means because I can say, well, look, my site is possible because of this. It might even go away if you pass that law because... Uh, <laughs> so I think it's the positive message about what's possible now because of, of free open source software that, that is one of the main activist uh, points or agendas behind what I'm doing. That's awesome. Now, finally, technically, you use some different ideas, especially, uh, well, the Django community, Adrian Halavati has put some some uh, sites together, both personally, Chicago Crime, and then uh, for the Washington Post, some, you know, looking at U.S. senators and Congress people and what they'd voted on. But you use some of his ideas for other reasons to set up routes in an interesting way. Yeah, I, I had the privilege of meeting Adrian at a conference and we showed each other our, our source code and I was very impressed by the Django routes file. What, and it's not called routes. Uh, but um, it just seemed very clean and sort of to the point. And so because the uh, Rails routes file is Ruby code, uh, I was able to refactor some common usage patterns uh, into a few helper methods um, because I was making heavy use of named routes 
Um, and my action method names were also the same name as the name routes. Uh, so now my file, my routes file, looks very much like the Django configuration file. And, um, and this was even before the RESTful routes were introduced recently. You put this all together. That's right. It, I, I started the site about two years ago. Uh, so, yeah, before Active Resource was available. Yeah. Well, cool. Very uh, encouraging and uh, inspiring to see, and see just, that happening. Um, to, to audiences in other nations, um, this sort of thing is happening globally in nations all over the world. In the United States, the Sunlight Foundation is doing a lot of uh, websites to help uh, U.S. citizens um, keep in contact and track what's going through their system. And we actually had a e-democracy summit in Berlin uh, a couple of months ago where there were people from 11 nations all doing similar websites and all doing them as volunteers or non-profits. So this is a global phenomenon, um, and I think we're really positively motivated and, and hopefully will create some positive change. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Rails Podcast is sponsored by Peepcode Screencasts. There's a new PDF on Rails 2.0 by Ryan Daigle and a screencast about the Git source code control system. Thanks also to Samson Audio for microphones and audio recording equipment.